You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a set of numbers from a JSE-listed company. The company in question is Signia Limited, and these are the financial results for the six months ended 31st of March 2020, and also a dividend declaration. On the telephone with me now is the founder and CEO of Signia, and that's Magda Vizicka. You've declared a dividend, which in these days is quite a rarity. Um, yes, it is. Um, I mean, we, we, you know, we as a business managing assets predominantly, I mean, strip away all the platforms and all the various savings products we offer, we manage assets. And, you know, we've been very, very fortunate uh, to benefit from a few things. I mean, one is clearly the markets fell in March, which impacted our revenue, but our assets pre-March have been growing at a very steady and nice pace since um, September. So, you know, we've only really been impacted to date by one month, and that's March, because, again, the markets rebounded in April. So, you know, we're in a very fortunate position to have annuity revenue, which has been growing. Um, We've obviously managed to contain our expenses. And overall, the business has been growing because, you know, we've very well positioned um, in the asset management industry in that, you know, we offer lowest cost saving investment products, passive investing, um, and top performance. So we've, you know, have delivered genuinely across our retail products, across our institutional products, absolutely top performance. Um, so you, you are getting top performance at rock bottom pricing. So we've been, you know, very handsome beneficiaries of that, particularly in terms of individual savers. So we've seen you know, very strong growth in our retail products. Um, and then the institutional side, um, unfortunately, you know, similarly to all others, you know, we, we are facing net shrinkage of that market segment simply because of the number of retrenchments in the industry. So people are being retrenched and withdraw their money from retirement funds. Uh, but you know, on the positive side, um, the umbrella fund we have launched is attracting more and more um, clients. So, so again, we are buffered slightly from the general um, shrinkage in the institutional market in South Africa by the fact that, again, passive investing is attracting money. So we're attracting money from competitors and we are attracting money into our umbrella fund proposition as standalone retirement funds become a greater rarity and consolidate into umbrella funds. So I think we've been, you know, very fortunate. And also, you know, we we are a technology-driven business. um, And, you know, over the years, we've always believed, you know, I've never been a great believer in outsourcing. I'm a great believer in vertical integration so um, you know so what it means is you know we looked at this whole asset management proposition and we looked at all the different players that play a role in the delivery of the asset management or investment service to the end consumer and they are administrators in that equation they are banks they are stockbrokers and they are asset managers and there's they're still custodians and trustees so very traditional almost layered financial services industry that yeah. has been entrenched for decades for, for decades and each one of those parties levies fees some are visible, some are invisible, uh, but they all are there in order to make a profit. So what we've done is we've, in terms of Signia's business model, we've eliminated as many of these intermediaries as possible. And we've offered the services ourselves at a much, much lower cost. 
which is always fully disclosed to to the clients. So, for instance, you know, we launched a stockbroking division, not because we um, want to compete for third-party uh, business, but rather purely to execute on behalf of our own index tracking funds. So we can execute at minimal cost, but we capture the profit. Um, you know, we uh, launched script lending business um, to benefit from the fact that, you know, we, we have a very large book of passive uh, products, which, you know, where you hold shares, you hold bonds indefinitely, and you can, again, lend out those instruments with collateral. If, you know, there's a fee associated with that, we share the fee with the client, client is better off, we make a profit. Um, we looked at foreign exchange transactions and the bid offer spreads charged by banks. I mean, that's just highway robbery. If you look at, you know, your <laughs> typical credit card transaction, 5%. 5% is what you are being charged when you pay, um, you know, with, with your credit card in a foreign country. Uh, um, so we looked at those spreads and we said, this is absolutely ridiculous. Let's um, trade foreign currency on behalf of our investors at an agreed fee. No bit of a spread. Everything is transparent. Sorry to interrupt you, Matt. It sounds to me that you might be thinking of the future becoming even more of a financial services company in terms of your offerings. And you might actually launch a credit card or maybe go into the banking industry in, in some way because you're a crusader from what I've heard in the last three, three minutes. Um, we might go into banking, um, but you know, I would like to, to go into banking without a banking license, preferably. And if we go into banking, it will be, you know, for, with a different business model than even the current. Because, I mean, there's, you know, at the moment in South Africa, proliferation of online banks that are being launched, yes. all offering exactly the same things. So if, if we do venture there, it would be uh, with a completely different proposition and typically for different reasons. Um, it's to disrupt and disintegrate mediate, not uh, not to copy and offer what others are offering. But we already are a much broader financial services group than, for instance, Coronation or 91 or Ellen Gray. So, you know, as much as we are compared to them in terms of being an asset manager, we actually are a financial services company rather than an asset management company, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, we, we try to, to broaden our focus significantly and are offering. Um, and, you know, I would describe us as a medium-sized financial services company rather than a medium-sized asset manager. Okay. One of the things I was going to ask you after I'd gone through your the highlights, your financial highlights, was when, why and what. But you've mainly answered that. But anyway, let's have a quick look at the uh, highlights because that's the purpose of this podcast. Assets under management and admin of $217.7 billion as of the 31st of March, which was down 4.6%. But, of course, that has recovered with the market recovery to 236.6 billion as of the 30th of April of this year revenue of 308.1 million and profit before tax and finance charges uh, up 92.1 percent and so it goes on and total dividend per share of 40 cents and that was up from 25 cents over the previous comparable uh, period so what I was going to ask you because you know everyone asks you the same questions about the numbers I was going to say when did you start it why did you start it and what has it become but um, I think you've done a good job in describing that already without my prompting I would like to ask you where you will be in five years' time? Where will Signia be? That is the key question for me and for shareholders. Uh, well, I am hoping to move from the medium size to the large size category. I think that there is, you know, 
our, our main focus right now is growth. So I think we have all the platforms that are necessary. We have, you know, all the technology that is necessary. And um, not that there isn't scope for improvement because the world is, is changing very quickly on us. But I think our, our core focus will be on growing. Um, and what I'm hoping is that, you know, the, the same trend happens. It, it already is happening. So, so hope is perhaps the wrong word. What I'm expecting, given that in the retail market, we are already seeing a shift to passive investing. Yes. The same shift should happen in the institutional market. We should be very, very handsome beneficiaries. We are one of the two largest passive asset management providers in South Africa. Um, so I am um, truly hoping that or expecting that the same move will happen in the institutional market. We should be net beneficiaries, and that is really what's going to drive the growth of Sigia. So if I was to look at our plans, um, it is to, to become a large financial services group in the South African context with you know an interesting offshore proposition and extension as well. So I'm not... Um, as uh, naive as to say, um, you know, we are going to be a player in the international markets, uh, but we are hoping to offer niche innovative products internationally, which, you know, in five years' time should have, I mean, we're busy launching some of those now, um, in five years' time um, should be of attraction to, to international investors. So we should have sufficient track record then to be able to, to start marketing our products internationally. One of the products that we spoke about a few weeks ago during our last interview was uh, to do with the world of academia, actually, Oxford University. And this is one of the things that I think distinguishes you, or you, you like to think distinguishes Signia from the opposition, some of the opposition anyway. And maybe you could tell us about that, just to give us an idea of what Signia is all about. So, you know, we've always been um, great believers in innovation and also looking at, at trends that are that are taking place and positioning ourselves to benefit from those trends. So, uh, you know, a good example is, you know, three and a half years ago, I think we launched um, Signia Fourth Industrial Revolution Global Equity Fund, which has proven to be an extremely popular product, but also incredibly well-performing product. Um, the latest offering, you know, in, in that space is Signia Oxford Sciences Innovation Fund. And that is a fund which invests in the shares as well as spin-out companies of a company called Oxford Sciences Innovation, yes. which is a joint venture between the University of Oxford and some of the leading asset managers in the UK. And some of them were active managers. They collapsed. Well, they collapsed. And so we managed to pick up their shareholding in, in OSI. And OSI basically um, owns the rights to 25% of all IP originating, I mean, simplistically, originating out of Oxford University. So, obviously, Oxford University um, originates a whole lot of patents and IP, but it historically has been terrible at looking at that IP and saying, how do we turn it into companies? How do we commercialize it? And that's where OSI comes in, and it has this exclusive relationship with Oxford University where OSI and its investment team look at all the patents, look at all the ideas, and select the best and cherry-pick the best, turn them into spin-out companies. And, you know, in the last five years, OSI has spun out 80 different companies out of that Oxford University ecosystem. Some of them are, you know, growing up and becoming very significant um, so by investing in OSI, you 
by definition, are investing in the best that Oxford has to offer and in a portfolio of 80 different companies as is. And, you know, interestingly enough, one of those companies called Vasitech is the one that um, is involved in the um, COVID-19 vaccine development, the Oxford mm. project. Yes. So a slightly complicated structure, but it's a great, you know, beneficiary of grant funding received from government. And really that's where the IP for the COVID-19 vaccine resides. Question mark whether, you know, it will be a successful vaccine, but, um, you know, it, it's, it certainly is one of the most promising ones. Um, so, so, you know, healthcare and biotech um, is really, you know, what Signia OSI fund is all about. And we will launch more funds into that space, more kind of traditional um, long only stock picking funds, because I do believe that, you know, biotech is going to be a main focus for gov and healthcare provision generally the main focus of interest for governments and a great attractor of, of funding and grant funding uh, by governments, you know, given this crisis and the fact that this crisis has highlighted this woeful inadequacy of healthcare services worldwide. Okay, so I've been scribbling around here just to close this conversation. I've got one more question, but uh, it looks like to me as though you're committed to innovation. Uh, you want top performance and you've had some really good performance um, performances over the last six months and in the years behind those six yeah, months. For the last 10 years, Lindsay, for the last 10 years, we are the top performing asset manager in South Africa. There we go. And uh, you've also got rock bottom <laughs> prices, which is which is very good as well. So, I mean, it just sounds like an ad on, on, on television. But uh, the, the, the last thing I, I want the last thing I want to say is you're committed to passive and you're clearly not a passive CEO. The fact that you're active in looking for these funds and these innovative mm -hmm. funds like the Oxford um, fund that you just described, mm -hmm. is there any chance that you'll open a, an active asset management business just because that's what should be done during volatile sure. times? So it's not active as much as alternative. So I'm a great believer that the world is moving into, you know, in terms of where assets are flowing. It's a very much of a bubble approach. So assets are flowing away from traditional um, active asset managers towards passive strategies as far as, um, you know, investors looking for market exposure, listed market exposure is concerned, so passive. But on the other hand, in terms of looking for alpha, investors are looking at alternative asset classes which are, where the returns are not correlated to the market. So good examples are private equity funds, infrastructure funds, commercial real estate, uh, venture capital funds, impact investing, hedge funds, question mark. Um, so, so I do believe that you know, assets are migrating internationally towards passive on one hand and then search for alpha in the alternative universe. And we want to position ourselves to play in those two spaces. So passive in South Africa, I'm certainly not going to throw myself at passive investing internationally. There are much bigger players out there, you know, so, so we are nothing in, in that space. But alternative investment strategies are of great attraction because, you know, so, so that's where the innovation side comes in. Um, you know, it's, it's, and it's not going to, to originate from South Africa because I, I think our universe of investment opportunities in South Africa is very limited and it has too much of an emerging market 
orientation, but internationally, you have, you know, there the, the are some amazing things um, and, you know, strategies and sectors that are just not available to investors in South Africa. So, you know, the, the business is kind of, that's how I would like to position Signia going forward, which is big player in the passive space and a big player in interesting alternative investment space, which does attract higher fees. Uh, but hopefully also generate and has a higher probability of generating high returns. Magda, thanks so much for your time. That's Magda Vizichka, the founder and CEO of Signia Limited, whose interim results were released earlier today. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.